Hi, Teresa. Hey, Sam. How's your day been? It's been pretty good. Just shaking recently. What about you? Not much. Just got back from feeding Jake to Opie. What album are we covering today? We're going to be listening to Perfume Genius's Set My Heart on Fire immediately over a cup of chamomile tea with honey. And who are we inviting on today's show? We're going to be talking to our good friend Fafa Van Ha today. Great. Let's get into it. So before we get started, I just wanted to give a special shout out to my friend Florence for making the jingle to this podcast. So this week's episode, our chosen drink is a chamomile tea with honey. And this week I chose the drink. And the reason why I chose chamomile with honey is because I feel like for me, it's kind of like a detox tea. Back when college was a thing, um, (laughs) when I went out, every time I came back home, I tried to like stay hydrated. So I didn't feel like death in the morning. And after I drank a bunch of water, I would always try to drink like a detox tea. Because mentally, that would like, make me feel better about my decisions that night. (laughs) Also, chamomile tea just has like a very soothing quality to it. And recently, I feel like ever since being quarantined, I've had trouble sleeping at like a regular hour. And so I don't know, I feel like it's very comforting. And also in China, we drink this tea a lot. So it is popular there. Shout out to China. Um, Any thoughts on this drink, Sam? Yeah, um, (laughs) I I wasn't really feeling the chamomile tea vibe. (laughs) Mimosas, but then, but then. I made some chamomile tea to like detox a little bit. And honestly, it's like very much a vibe, very soothing. Right. It adds like a little bit of sweetness, Mm -hmm. but there's also like, it's not basic, basic. There's a little bit of kick. There's something that's like, okay, this is worth my time. Whereas like sometimes when I drink like wheat green teas, as like a detox tea. I'm like, I basically just drink water. Yeah. Like, what's the point? But this is like, okay, it's like bedtime, you know? It's bedtime. It gives me big bedtime vibes. <laughs> Love to hear it. Thank you for branding chamomile tea as big bedtime vibes. So on to the album for this week, Perfume Geniuses Set My Heart on Fire Immediately. Now, I wanted to do Moses Sumney's Grey, but... Um. Um, <laughs> you really <laughs> wanted to do <laughs> this Perfume Genius album. So Sam, why did you decide to cover this album for this week's podcast? I feel like I have like a weird history with Perfume Genius because they were like the person who got me into like alternative music with, especially with the album Too Bright with Queen and My Body and all those bangers. So when I heard this was coming out, I was immediately like, yeah, this is going to be at the top of my rotation for a long time. And then when I first heard it, it was an album, the type of album where I felt like I need to talk, needed to talk about it with people because I feel like not a ton of people are talking about this album in the way that people are talking about other albums that came out this same week, like the Moses Sumney or like the Charlie XCX. And I think this album just needs more attention because I think it's like better than both of those. How I found this album is because of Moses Sumney's Gray, because I have been promoting that man for a very long time, because not a lot of people know him, you know? Moses? 
who aren't like really into music. Once yeah. they've heard him, they're like, oh yeah, I've heard them, but they don't really know him by name. And yeah. so when Grey came out, I was listening to it. And then I was like looking up reviews for it. And then obviously a Perfume Geniuses album I saw under Best New Music. And then I was like, oh shit, Perfume Genius. Because I had just found Perfume Genius, as you'll know, a couple months ago when I was... How'd you find them? Well, basically, I, you know, right now I've been going through this like kind of alt-rock music phase. Mm. And oh my God, I just remember listening to Perfume Genius when I was pre-gaming for something. And it was just so powerful, so catchy. And I was like, how have I never heard him before? And definitely the reason why I jumped on this album was because Perfume Genius was what I was mainly listening to before spring break and before this quarantine thing happened. So I very much associate it with like my last memories of this semester him coming out with this album personally and me just discovering him like a couple months ago was really powerful for me Mm. yeah and kind of going into the history of like what perfume genius means to me i only discovered him he's been in the industry for like 10 years now but i only really discovered him in 2014 with too bright which like at the time i feel it was kind of a breakout album but then in 2017, he released No Shape. And I feel like mm. that's the album that you heard everywhere. Like, Slip Away is a big tick Ugh. song now, somehow. So good. Slip Away, um, oh my god. Other side, of course. I think that kind of brought him to prominence. But I think this newest album is his like most like realized artistic statement of anything he's put out. Because I really couldn't get into no shape i don't know how you felt about it did you feel the same way i actually feel the opposite way (laughs) um Mm. no shape was like basically like with slip away that was the album that i was listening to when like i quote unquote discovered perfume genius but i will say that this album is definitely a more sophisticated feel even though i personally loved no shape This album, I think, is just more complicated and it's of varying styles on each each track versus I feel like with No Shape, it's kind of, you know, like sort of similar sounding songs, like kind of meshed together, even though they're all good. Yeah, to me, like my issue with No Shape was a lot of the songs felt kind of empty and that isn't like a bad thing. Like a lot of the songs had like a ton of dynamic range, like in Slip Away where it's like, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess my issue is that there wasn't a balance it was like either like tiny pianos or like fucking tons of synths at the same time and I think the new album kind of blends that all together a little more yeah definitely I already talked about kind of how I discovered this album while I was listening to other new albums this week but where were you when you first heard this album so the album I was really looking forward to that came out this week was either Grey or High Off Life. Like, I was really looking forward to both of them. So it was like I was up for some reason at, like, 1 a.m. on Friday night, Saturday morning. And I saw all the albums that had just came out. And, like, for some reason I was like, 
fuck the rest of these albums i want to hear perfume genius so i put it on and like that's the only thing i listened to i like fell asleep with it going and i was like Damn. this is it for me <laughs> yeah and no. i still haven't even listened to the new future like i haven't listened to like a bunch of albums i thought i was gonna listen to because this perfume genius has kind of just been on repeat no i feel like this would be a really good first play like 1 a.m in the morning when you're falling asleep because i listened to it in the daytime and even though i loved it it definitely gave me kind of like sad weird vibes (laughs) i was like ready to work like ready to like grind at this internship and then i was like "Mm, i feel kind of like sad right now (laughs) so definitely would have preferred to watch listen to this at night so I think that it's time to call on our guest for this week, Fafa Van Ha. And before we call her on, we're just going to give a little background on Fafa before she comes in. I just want to say that Fafa has been one of my best friends since seventh grade when we were in the same advisory together. She is honestly such a great friend, human being really puts me in my place more times than not and she is just so admirable and um i just feel like she's the perfect person to be the first guest on our show yeah me and fafa were in the same book club for (laughs) our entire lives basically i've known her since i was like five uh kind of a fucking legend so we're happy she's gracing our fucking likes <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your <laughs> donating her voice to the, the pod <laughs> okay sam um, so we're just gonna quickly call her on to this show right now welcome to the podcast elizabeth how are you doing i'm doing good thanks for having me here thanks so much for coming how was your day in quarantine it was good Uh, i'm starting a new internship thing this week so it's nice to like actually have things to do inside the house besides baking everything That sounds fun, keeping busy. Why don't you introduce yourself to the podcast? Maybe a little bit of, I don't know, who you are, where you're from, all the good things. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Hi, Two Virgins listeners. My name's Elizabeth, or Fafa. I'm from Chicago and rising junior at school, interested in the environment, you know, social justice things, but also art and culture. What brought you the podcast today? So Teresa and Sam are my friends. We've known, I've known Sam for a really, really long time. And Teresa less as long, but pretty long. Um, Wow. And I really like the whole idea that they're doing behind quarantine content and the blog they've got going on. So yeah, as a contributor to the blog, I've been asked mm-hmm. to call in. Well, thank you for um, hyping up our blog. What what drink do you have with you today, Elizabeth? What virgin drink do I have? Yes, what drink do you have? I have Reed's ginger beer. It's my mom's favorite, so she bought it this weekend without me knowing that I would be on a podcast where I had to drink something fun but non-alcoholic. <laughs> damn i've never had that i don't even know where to find that is it like a popular oh it's a trader joe's brand no 
Oh. But she got it at Trader Oh, so maybe... Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, Trader Joe's doesn't have their own wine, right? So, like... Oh, that's true, that's true. They have true. some, like, funky stuff. Or probably the local produce store, High Park Produce. Damn. I thought that you were drinking beer when you came on, and I was like, she is on here for a good time. But, you know, Ginger Ale... I was very strictly instructed to not do that. There's no strict instructions on this podcast. Okay, well, I was told otherwise. (laughs) Some some leadership tension on this show. One of us is strict, the other is on the vision of this. <laughs> good cop, bad cop. My mom drank it a lot in Hong Kong, so. No, I really like the packaging. Yeah, it's very fun. For everyone who, all the viewers who can see. Reads, if you, is it called Reads with an S? Read? Like a guy named Reads. Reads. Interview, yeah. If you would like to sponsor us, please, we would love to sponsor your brand. Get in touch. We'll put our um, email in the description. <laughs> so me and Sam have two chamomile teas. That's really um, not what I was expecting you guys to have at all. <laughs> no, that's okay. What were you Chamomile's expecting? Good. What would you expect? Like, just, like, more lit kind of drinks. But it is really late at night. Like so a mimosa? Like, yeah. Like, yes. yeah. something, like, creative. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Not like chamomile's not. Like, I'm going to make some macaroons. Yeah, next week I'm sure we'll have a more lit drink because Sam will be choosing the drink (laughs) and he'll choose something that I probably won't like, but it'll be more lit, so stay tuned. (laughs) I would recommend it. Right? All right, so let's talk about the album. Um, Oh, yes. How did you find out about Perfume Genius Fafa or did have you like been invested in? Like, so disclaimer i'm not i'm not like a hardcore fan but i definitely have been listening to them for a while which i didn't realize until looking back at like my playlist and when i liked the songs and perfume genius so i feel like i must have found them 2017 like when their album uh no shape that was called no shape came out and i found it probably on someone like a friend of a friend's playlist because that's like a thing i really enjoy doing like finding people playlist of my friends that I don't know at all Teresa knows (laughs) but and then I really like their album No Shape and I've listened to some of their songs not like their full albums completely uh so in February I knew that there was another album coming out I just like really didn't pay attention to when uh so I really liked one of I like their EP and then never thought about it. And then it popped up in my Spotify on May 15th. I was like, okay, time to listen to it. And I did not like it the first time. But now I like it. So it's a little different. What changed for you? I like my first time watching it uh, or listening to it. I was multitasking. And I think the best time to listen to it, it's like when you're not doing something. So you can actually try and like appreciate it but I was just expecting like more like 2017 vibes or like the No Shape album and it was just so instrumental for me and I was also like baking cookies at the same time and I was like this is so weird and so like I couldn't even get through it once my first time through and then I ended up talking to my friend who's a big Perfume Genius fan and also wants to it's considering running for your blog um yeah and she was like oh I really didn't like it and she's like been a hardcore fan for a while and I was like yeah me neither and then like we kind of hung up and then I was like okay try it again and then I listened to it again and I was like oh I actually like appreciate 
how all over the place it is in some ways. Oh, um, so you were like inspired by someone else not liking it to like it? Well, we both like didn't vibe with it and it's only been out for four days. So it's not like we've listened. I haven't listened to it a ton. Um, well, now I have because I knew I'd be on this thing talking about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't like it at all the first time because like I like hearing his voice, like the balance of the voice with the instrumentals I've always really liked. And then I just like felt like there's so many instruments all the time in this new album. But I kind of and it kind of turned me off. But then after talking about it with my friend, when she was like really not about it, I was like, okay, maybe I'll listen to it again and like confirm the points where I didn't like it. And then I ended up just liking it. I feel but like I had like a similar experience as you. Like the first time I was saying earlier, the first time that I listened to it, it just gave me weird vibes but like my heart, I was feeling sad-ish kind of all over the place because I had an on shuffle and I guess depending on which songs came up first, it was kind of like an emotional roller coaster, one could say. But I don't know if you felt that similar way or if you felt more that you didn't like the style versus like it wasn't the mood that you were feeling at the time. Yeah, it was probably more just like me not paying attention fully and like understanding what the album was trying to do. I would say and also I'm just like totally not qualified to like analyze this in a lot of ways I feel like but yeah whenever I listen to an album if it's like an artist I like I don't shuffle you don't shuffle you know from my first memory of listening to it it's like very instrumental in the second half a lot more and then it's kind of like changes music styles in the first half a lot from what I remember so I don't think we necessarily had the same perception of it it was definitely like the mood because it's been raining all week and usually I go outside once a day and I haven't I wasn't able to do that when I first listened to it so maybe that's it but Mm. no I liked it today and yesterday so (laughs) like before dinner I was I just I was like okay might as well read reviews about it now because I've already listened to it and I thought like kind of learning a lot about the the lead singer Michael can't pronounce his last name like in his kind of evolution through music and like seeing that from Perfume like the No Shape album to this album I think the first song is like my favorite song because it kind of connects the two albums together yeah whole life only Mm because like it sounded like other side for like 0.2 seconds and he sings on that that's his true yeah and the the use of the keys too um Mm. I think it's really good and I guess another thing was, like, I think I was, like, caught off guard because the last time I, like, invested in, like, paying attention to Perfume Genius, I was, like, watching the Tiny Desk concert, and, like, that's very minimalist, and, like, it's just him, yeah. and it's kind of, like, a heavy beat everywhere, yeah. but I like it in the end. I think it's good. I feel like this year, indie rock is kind of having another cultural moment. Like, so many of these indie rock albums have just been, like, blowing up and getting crazy praise so I think that's interesting in terms of how it's like fitting in because I feel like Perfume's genius in the past has never fit into a moment it's always been weird and out there whereas I feel like this like a lot of other stuff that's coming out this year the other album we were considering talking about like being released on the same day it's like the same kind of vibe but like not at all it's just like the same evolution of it like how what they wanted how they wanted to be perceived and I think like they're both getting such high remarks on both those albums I feel like also these kind of indie rock albums have 
been in a way more experimental but also in the mainstream culture you know like i feel like fiona apple's sound it's very kind of like weird and i feel like perfume genius as like this album is definitely way more experimental and complicated than his last album but at the same time it's still popular i think with um a mainstream audience i don't know if it's like more complicated i just like feel like it's more grounded in a lot of ways where it's like I don't know. I I like listening to indie rock. That's like my main, I would say, genre I listen to. And I just feel like it feels a lot heavier than a lot of his other stuff, you know? But it's not necessarily more complicated. Does this album remind you of any other albums? Like, was there any, like, touch points that immediately resonated with you? Um, Yeah, well, I kind of talked about the Moses Sunday album and how, like, they reminded me or reading about them reminded me of each other, not necessarily listening. Well, the albums that I like listening straight through. So like Forever Turned Around by Whitney. Mm. I think it has that thing where you can go on a really long walk by yourself and listen to the same album and not like get sick of it, you know? But this one's like definitely more eerie in a lot of ways. Are there any singles or tracks specifically that you enjoyed or found particularly eerie as you yeah described? i marked them because i was yes. like i know this question's coming she is ready so whole life yeah i did take like little notes on my last go around listening to it straight through um well disclaimer i also like because the ep came out earlier i already liked on the floor a lot because it was kind of like upbeat and that's it's just not at all yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like so not deep. at all what I like was expecting mm-hmm. from from Perfume Genius. And then today I was watching the music videos for them, and oh, they're so fun and like they're directed by Michael, and just like they're very different because it's like described and on the floor. And I like on the floor's music video and song better, but like not that described bad. And it's just like the same kind of setting and theme, but like such different choreography and direction so I thought that that was really cool so I, I already liked on the floor whole life I liked how it connected like it kind of like showed the stepping thing with the keyboard thing um because other side is probably my favorite song from them which is pretty basic I also liked without you because it's also upbeat and kind of fun and then I like one more try because it was like very low key and kind of tapering out at the end. We're going to play some whole life for you because I've talked about it so much. <laughs> <laughs> Love the direction. Okay. So. Half of my whole life is gone. um that was incredible I I feel like when I heard that I pictured like him alone on a stage like singing to nobody 
Uh, I was just thinking about waves, to be honest. Mm. <laughs> Not thinking about him at all in that way, but... Right, to yeah. me, it's so funny that you had, like, that reaction to whole life because I never even really hear a whole life because I'm just looking forward to describe so much that I'm just like, okay, <laughs> yeah, like sing, 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 sing. That's cool. <laughs> no, I like how calm it is and then it goes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> to put it elegantly. Yeah, I mean... The whole reason, like, I talked earlier about how this was, like, the first album I listened to on the night where everything seemed like it was coming out. But it's because Describe has been on, like, my playlist for the past two months, and it's just been, like, pretty much stuck in my head. But I feel like when I heard it in the album context, it became a completely different song. Because when it was on my playlist, it was, like, a kind of like a turn-up song. Like, a it banger. doesn't make any sense. But mm-hmm. it's a banger, that's why. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I said it was a banger. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's a banger. But then, okay, so I was playing it, right? And I was halfway through the song. And I walked into my room because I was, like, in some other room. Like, I came into my room on the part where it's, like, all ambient and, like, glittery. And it kind of blew my mind. So then it added this whole, like, other element to the song. And I think it's definitely my favorite on the project, except, oh, like, I love On the Floor. Like, I love all, like, the dancier, like, bangers on this album, especially. When you listen to Describe, because you had listened to it many times before the album came out, would you say that it stands as an outlier to the album? Or do you think that it fits in with the other tracks that came later? That's a good question. I feel like it's definitely the most guitar driven on the album, but I feel like a lot of other tracks have the same vibe in terms of like the banger potential where it's just like all the time you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. (laughs) I feel like I feel that way with, wow, it seems like we're really going down the line because this is actually the song after it, (laughs) but I feel like I feel that same way with Without You. Because when I listened to Without You, it just made me feel like I was like, not I was in, but I was watching like a 70s movie. Like it had very much like end of 70s movie vibes for me. And um, that it's also definitely one of the more catchy songs. I feel like the catchiest songs are just, or like not the, the bang, what's the word? The banger? hype. Oh. <laughs> the songs with the most banger potential mm. are Describe, Without You, and On the Floor. But I, you can challenge me on that. Actually, wait, should we play Describe first before we go on? Yeah. Yes. I think re-listening to that, we have affirmed that it is, in fact, a banger. <laughs> okay. You know what this album is exactly like, though? And not to, like, like, both albums are great. To me, it sounded a lot like the, I don't know how to pronounce his name, and I don't know if y'all heard it, but the Yves Tumor album. I haven't heard that album. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. 
Well, Theo luckily, pops luckily, off I'll... with a reference. <laughs> it was a reference. The album also came out this year, and it's really great. It sounds so much like this album, in my opinion. I cannot keep up with the amount of music that's being released during this period. It's actually insane. It's actually great. Yo. Um, Especially last week. It was banger after me. So, um, after we've talked about sort of... Um, as Fafa likes to say, banger potential. Um, I would like to pivot to, I guess, songs on the album that weren't bangers, but definitely stuck out. For me, one of the most eerie songs was Leave. And in my notes, all I wrote was creepy. Solid description. Right? Like, I think that definitely that was one of the songs that when it cut in, made me feel weird it's just like very like haunted housey kind of mysterious like one of those songs where you wonder like how did you even think about that melody the end of the album just like dies it's yeah. like i agree like to me the last like it was a cur- the reason why i brought it up is because i feel like all the songs we've been talking about are like in the first seven songs yeah songs on the track list in like not that i didn't like the end of the album I guess this could be something I didn't like. I just felt like it got way more like samey in the last like four or five tracks. Yeah, that's one like my first time. I remember like stopping it at not- like one more try or some dream. Like I couldn't like get to the last song because I was like, it's the- like I'm in a lull the whole time, you know. Yeah. But I do, I do like moon like if we're talking about creepy like moon bend i think is like kind of freaky going off of moon bend i think that for me it reminded me of like james blake vocals i don't know if you felt that same way but it gave me like assumed form vibes gave me like old perfume genius vibes i just feel like the more he leans into the just like vocals in strings the like less creative he gets if that makes sense the end of the album i like liked it like every song was good like i wouldn't say any of the songs were bad it was just like they weren't different in this way that i feel like the beginning of the album is like a roller coaster ride because it's like whole life which is chill and then describe which is wild then without you and then jason it gets chill again you know what i'm saying mm-hmm but i feel uh, like the whole experience makes sense having it like that you know Mm, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, he wouldn't have a crazy banger at the end, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I, like, it's I feel like its strength is definitely in the front half. I'm gonna have to emphasize that message. I mean, looking back at No Shape right now, like the two most popular songs on No Shape are the first two songs, "Other Side" and "Slip Away." So maybe it's like a pattern in. I don't know, his albums or because, you know, at first when we were going through it, it was like, oh, it's a coincidence. They're going one song after the other. But I don't know, like looking back at his other albums, it seems like similar kind of starts off really strong and then sort of fades out. Yeah, but right. It's like the bangers are in the middle. (laughs) Well, not an insightful comment. (laughs) (laughs) I just think the whole album that like that's exactly what he envisioned and it worked, you know. Like, it transforms, and then it calms down, and I feel like that's usually what he does. But he just did it in a nicer way this time. (laughs) Right. What does this album mean for, quote-unquote, the culture? And um, how do you think that 
other people our age are reacting to this album? I feel like for the culture, I don't know if like the culture is really centered around music that like Perfume Genius makes, but I think that it definitely sounds very in touch with everything that's going on. Yeah, I don't really know what it means for the culture. Probably not much, but that necessarily makes it a bad album at all. I think, I don't know what culture you're referring to, but the idea to be so personal and authentic and kind of very, like, I think Perfume Genius's lyrics always mean a lot to Michael himself Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. So it's like being authentic and kind of like promoting that culture and like exposing yourself in that way is, I mean, people have been doing it all the time, but like, I think what people really like about this album is like being able to watch the evolution of Michael's Mm. identity Mm. in his music and now dance, I guess. So I think that's a good thing. But again, I don't think Perfume Genius is like the strokes, you know, Mm. not not like something like that where it's like this album will stay in your life forever but I think it's like the journey to that album is really cool to look at and everyone's going to be looking at it because I'll stuck at home you know curious about everybody so yeah I think also one thing that like at least I was cognizant of is that he's like openly gay and involved in like the queer community a lot so it probably means a lot more to like that culture than like the culture that I spend most of my time in like I have friends who are like perfume genius. He has bops that like go at the clubs, like gay clubs. Mm. That's interesting. I I had no idea. I've yeah, never heard perfume genius at a party ever. <laughs> I don't think. I've heard him at a wine night. <laughs> but oh, he has he has the wine night vibes, but not like. I mean, he does like the chill kind of like. You don't actually have to understand what he's listening to because like. The thing is, like, his voice is really falsetto-y, but then the beat's, like, very present all the time, so it's, like, you don't actually have to be. It's, like, the wine night type of vibe, you know? Do you think that, like, you know how there are some, like, indie rock, alt-rock bands or artists that a lot of high schoolers also listen to and stuff like that? Do you think that Perfume Genius falls into that category, or is it more college students and... Like, uh, what are you talking about? Like, name some artists that high schoolers Okay, like, I feel like Snail Mail, for example is popular amongst like indie listening high schoolers and stuff and like I don't know how to describe them sorry for grouping you guys but personally I don't know I feel like well probably because I was behind on the times with Perfume Genius I do kind of see it resonating more with like 20 year olds and up audience Mm. I don't know yeah I feel like I'm gonna disagree on making an assertion hi Iris like that just because, again, I think Perfume Genius, like, with my friends as well as, like, an LGBTQ and a queer person mm. in the music industry that, like, has exposed themselves in their lyrics and just, like, in their life to a certain degree that I think makes them relatable in a way that I'm also not in that kind of sphere that Sam was talking about. Like, I was listening to it in high school, so it's like, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> I don't think it's like catered to an audience necessarily. Maybe because it's the fifth, like install, like the fifth album. Yes, maybe like it's not as relatable at some points. But like Jason, Forever in Love, like you might not, mm-hmm. you might know what that is. You know. Yeah, I feel like 
I found him in 2014 with Queen off of Too Bright, and that was when I was like 14, and it was like an absolute banger, and I loved him. So I think he kind of appeals to everyone. Um, and like he's fun to watch, like dancing and everything, you know? It's like engaging. Yeah, okay, so I'm just behind that. Um. <laughs> Any big takeaways? If it's raining, listen to that album. If you're stuck inside, listen to it. If you don't like indie alt rock, maybe not. <laughs> I feel like this album is best listened to, as Fafa said, when you're more mindful of it or when you're like taking a walk as opposed to background music. And I feel like you will appreciate the album a lot more if you listen to it very like purposefully, I guess. Also a great album cover. Yeah. True. People's quarantine album covers have like are so range. It's so funny. Yeah. But Charlie's was so iconic though. Yeah, that one was oh, you guys should talk about that album. My brother yeah, I'm has surprised not that Sam it. didn't want to talk about this album. I feel really? like because I've heard that album more times, not because of me wanting to. But <laughs> I don't really like Charlie like that. Like she's cool, but um, I feel like people like really, really, really love her. People but, are like in love with her right now. I didn't know that people were in love with her. Like forever, party I'm for you. Part two. It's like funny being home now because like me and my brothers are listening to slightly different like we overlap in some ways but in some ways we do not at all so i've been learning a lot of new things like your younger brother or both both well thank you so much elizabeth for coming on this podcast we really enjoyed having you on hearing your opinions hearing about your ginger beer that we hope to be sponsored by one day thank you so much for coming on to no, Two thanks for having me and letting me talk about something i'm not necessarily qualified to talk about ah, <laughs> i'm excited it. to help you guys out if i can and learn from you guys about music because i love sam the albums you put on the blog like the ambiance albums you've chosen we do it all for you guys. Oh, for me? Bang. <laughs> for the fans. All of our me, fans. the one fan. Our huge on following. You can find this episode on quarantinecontent.com or on our weekly newsletter, The Q. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.